You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel Alive, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. For all the people that we couldn't get on in the previous hour with Thomas Bouquet, I am sorry about that. We can only fit so many people on in an hour, but that's the kind of show we do, giving you ideas and thoughts on how to overcome your challenges. And I'm going to talk about one specific uh, caller that we did get on in uh, in just a minute, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, XM Satellite Radio 168, and streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. It's all about the positive move here. But we were talking to one of the uh, the, the people that called in and lost her husband a year ago. And uh, had gone into isolation. And and I want to talk about that for a second because it is so natural to retreat from the world when we hit crisis. If, if it's losing a job or losing a home or losing a loved one or going through a divorce or a bankruptcy or whatever it might be, right? It's there, There's a natural part of the healing process that is okay. And I want to share that because a lot of times we don't think it's okay to shut down. We we might even have well-meaning family members and friends and coworkers going, come on, you got to get out and you got to get out and you got to get out. And that's not necessarily true. Now, you're going to hear the truth on the show. And this is the truth. We've been doing this work in all forms of counseling for 20 plus years and and one of the misnomers is is let's move past it. Now, of course, the opposite side of the equation is we don't want to get stuck in the grief. We don't want to get stuck in the shame of losing a job or a home or or the or or, or the guilt of um of what we did to lose a relationship. We don't want to get stuck in the things that we could have done or should have done, but at the same time we want to process the discomfort. We want to process the pain. And if you try to avoid the pain by jumping back into life too quickly, it's going to come back in threefolds. And what does that mean? It means that, you know how like when people say, um, if you've broken up with someone, they go, you know, come on, let's just go out and meet some new guys or meet some new girls. and Or, you know, if, if you've lost a partner and they've died and they've passed on and then some people are going, oh, come on, let's go on this cruise. And, you know, it's been X amount of months and you should be out by now. Not necessarily true. Everyone heals at a different level. However, with the the woman that called the show that had lost her husband a year ago, the fact that she called the show means she's ready. Okay, when you hit this jumping off point, it's time to dive, to go forward. Thomas said it so well. Your partner who has passed wants you to live, wants you to be vibrant. And so when someone calls this type of a show, it means they're ready, absolutely, 100%. When, when, when a person that's gone through a grieving process gets out and decides one day to go back to their church service or their synagogue or decides to go back into the gym and it's been three months or six months or a year, they're ready. Okay, now that's a sign, right? That's a sign. It's time to break out of isolation. We've been doing the healing process. But in my work, we don't say, okay, now let's take little baby steps. We don't believe in baby steps, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. So when you're healing from a divorce, the loss of a loved one, loss of a job, bankruptcy, whatever it might be, and for all of us, it's different as I'm saying this, but when you reach the point where you've had enough of the downtime, you've sat in that discomfort, in that pain, and hopefully you process through some of it, and you get to that daybreak, that daylight, 
where all of a sudden you hear the birds again or you're doing something that you used to do a number of months ago or years ago that brings great joy, jump. Don't baby step it because baby steps offer the amount of benefit you get from a baby step is so small that the odds are you might retreat back into your pain because there isn't enough benefit. So you have to jump. You have to leap. You have to go. And if you need more advice on what that means for your specific situation, you can call me right now at 1-800-548-8255, You can call me right now. We can talk about it. Like if you feel you're at a crossroads, you feel you're on the fence, you feel you got to go one way or the other. But you don't know what direction to go with your career, your health, your relationship, your healing process. Call us or email us at talkdavid.com. Email us at talkdavid.com or call us, whatever it might be. We would love to help you because that's what we do here. I want to get to some of your calls and then or some of your emails. And then I'm going to go to a big email we got in uh, about a relationship issue. And we'll see... uh, We'll see what it is that uh, our listeners have to say to help one of our other listeners out. Here's a question about energy. Uh, I've tried a variety of herbal products and formulas to increase my energy. None are long-lasting. Where do I go from here? Okay, let me tell you this. First of all, sometimes our lack of energy is due to the fact that we don't have enough food in our body on a regular basis. We need to be eating every three to five hours. To me, five hours is the max Never go more than five hours without eating protein, carbohydrate uh, in the same meal. And that might be a protein bar and an apple. It might mean uh, a tuna fish sandwich with a small salad. But you know what I'm saying. Protein and carbs in the same meal, right? Okay. So number one uh, for our listener here, make sure you're eating every three, two, three to five hours. Number two, water. Do you know if you're not consuming enough water on a daily basis, And for most of us, it's probably a minimal of 12 to 15 eight-ounce glasses a day is on a minimal. We become dehydrated, and that can lead to fatigue. So look at the amount of water you're you're drinking. Um, Earlier today, Dr. Sarah Gottfried was talking about adrenal glands. Sometimes you can take all the caffeine-type boosters you want, the guarana, natural caffeine, or coffee, and it's still not working, and it could be because your adrenal glands are shot. Look for adrenal herbal support at your health food store. Talk to a doctor like Dr. Sarah Gottfried, who we had on earlier, about having your adrenal gland function checked because if the hormones are not up to par, you may have to get on some heavier duty supplements for that. Uh, Another really good all-natural energy booster is called Rhodiola. Rhodiola, R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A. Check that out, Rhodiola. Um, Oh, this is an interesting email. Uh, You discussed on one of your videos the delay of sexual pleasure with a partner, and I'm not sure what the benefits of this would be. This is a big one. Oh, my Lord. I cannot tell you how many couples we have helped over the last 20 years with this. And, of course, what that means is we're delaying our own pleasure, right? So we're making love, but we're not going to the pleasure point as quickly. As a matter of fact, we're not going to score the touchdown right away when we're making love with our partner. We are slowing it down. Do you know what the number one benefit of delaying your own gratification when you're making love is that you allow a deeper emotional connection with your partner. Now, that doesn't mean that quickies are unacceptable. Of course, everyone gets into a time crunch, and if you have children, you may have to take advantage of these little windows of time. 
but we also have to make the space. If you want to deepen your emotional connection, this is what we see happening with all the couples we've worked with over the years is that when they start to slow down that end result of making love, when they start to delay that release, when they start, when they, all of those different things that we take them, these exercises we take them through is the emotional connection deepens. And then when we have a deeper emotional connection, our partners are more willing to be creative in bed or creative out of bed, wherever you want to make love, right? There's like this trust that increases between two people when you have a deeper emotional connection because you're slowing things down. There's more exploration of each other in regards to nurturing and foreplay and emotional foreplay. And that's a huge one that I'm going to talk about in another show. And then when we do release that end result, going for that end result, when we do hit that, ladies and gentlemen, it's more intense. It's more pleasurable. It's more intense. Oh, my Lord, yes. So if you're wondering how do I connect more deeply with my partner, one of the ways is to practice what we're talking about right now. Delay that end result. Don't go for the touchdown right away. And you know what I'm referring to then, right? Um, Another question. So many emails, so little time. <laughs> so many men, so many, so little time. So many women, so little time, right? Uh, let's see. What is the benefit of emotional freedom technique? Uh, a next-door neighbor has been using it to enhance her financial situation, and I'm not sure if it's working, but I've never heard of it before. Okay. So the emotional freedom technique, as a matter of fact, one of our guests, Pamela Bruner, has been on multiple times with us, and she wrote a book called Tapping for Ultimate Success. Tapping for Ultimate Success. But the emotional freedom technique is a is a technique where you tap on the top of your head and on the side by your eye and underneath your eye and your lips and your neck. There's certain acupressure points that you're tapping on your body. And I know it sounds probably pretty strange, especially when we're talking about this question regarding finances. But what happens is what they found with studies is that there's insecurity. Let's just talk about money. There's insecurity and fear based around money for people that are struggling from money, right? There's insecurity, there's fear, there's a lack of confidence. So when we tap in these certain areas of the body, we are releasing that fear that is often trapped in what's called the amygdala in the brain. The amygdala is the fear center. So we release it through the tapping process. And then if you check out Pamela's book, Tapping for Ultimate Success, once we go through this process of tapping to release the fear, then we utilize affirmations, statements of affirming abundance in order to fill where that fear and insecurity around money was. We fill it then while it's wide open with positive statements around money, around security, whatever it might be. And after that, we start to shift. So we start to handle money differently. It's not just that more money comes into us from the outside world, although that can happen, but we have a greater respect. We have less fear, less insecurity. We might uh, cut down on our expenses, our radical spending. And then hence, if you're cutting down on your expenses and you're treating money with more respect, voila, you make more money. Right after these messages, we continue bringing you information to radically change your life. one 800 548 1-800-548-8255. If you want to call me, text me at 
Uh, email us at talkdavid.com. And we've got a question from a listener coming up that I'm going to get your feedback from as well. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. David Essel live, rocking across the USA every Saturday. Welcome aboard. Don't forget our free book. If you haven't picked up a copy of our free book, we're giving a million copies away. The Power of Focus, How to Exceed All of Your Expectations in Life. If you're on the fence in life and you know you need to get more focused, if you're trying to decide which of the next goal, the goals that, you're, that you need to go after, you're not sure which it is, this book will help you get so highly focused We actually even give you a program to follow on a daily basis to stay focused. And the best thing is, it's absolutely free. Just go to talkdavid.com to get your copy of The Power of Focus. 30 years in the making, it's released now, and you will benefit immensely. The Power of Focus free book at talkdavid.com. Here's an interesting uh, email situation from one of our listeners, and I want you to give us a call with your feedback on this, what you would do. Maybe you've been in this situation. I really want to hear your advice for this person, 1-800-548-8255. Okay, it starts off, my girlfriend is awesome. I need to say right right off the top. (laughs) Okay, whenever I get an email that says that, I know what's coming next isn't so awesome. Um, We've been dating for four years. I'm 40. She's 31. Uh, There is one issue. No kidding. And guess what it is? It's alcohol. Uh, One time per month we go out. She drinks too much and gets into trouble with her mouth. Uh, She becomes sarcastic sometimes at others and always at me as we go to bed. Then we argue. She becomes obnoxious. Uh, We are pissed for several days and then we're okay. It only happens one time a month. She doesn't think it's a problem, and she says she'll never go to get help. Uh, So here's his questions. Number one, do I stay? Uh, Do I go? What do I do? He goes on to like eight other things, but none of them are really relevant. Okay, the two most important things he's asking is should he stay, should he go? You know, alcohol kills more relationships in the work that we've seen. Alcohol just destroys more couples' relationships. Even when couples stay together, if alcohol is involved at any type of a level, it's pretty nasty. But what would you do? Would you stay with someone in this circumstance? If you were dating someone and everything about the relationship was great, but once a month they drank too much, they got obnoxious, you got into an argument, and then for three or four days later you're pissed at each other, and then it goes away, would you stay with someone who became obnoxious every month, 1-800-548-8255. Have you been in that situation? Like, have you dated someone and did you figure out a way to keep it, to keep the relationship? Did you have to let the relationship go? What What is your personal experience regarding alcohol and dating or alcohol and marriage? Would you leave a relationship after four years if this happened every month? 
would you leave it? Would you just go, okay, that's enough. I, you know, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Uh, according to this guy, the the relationship is great. He says his girlfriend is awesome, except for this one thing. What would you do in that situation? And they've she said that she's not going to go get help, so that's out of the question. So would you go? Would you stay? Would you put up with it if everything was great except for you knew once a month that this person was going to drink too much and be obnoxious and you wouldn't talk for a few days or you'd feel pissed off at each other for a few days? Would you stay? 1-800-548-8255. What would you do in that situation? Is it worth it? Is it worth being in a relationship with someone? Where that you have now, he says one day a month this happens, but then there's three or four days afterwards with the aftershock of this experience where that they're not on good terms. So now we've got it down to, let's say, 25, 26 days a month are good, but we've got four or five days that aren't. Is that okay? Is that acceptable? Is that something that if you're sitting here listening to the show right now, you go, you know, I could put up with that. If this was a great relationship and every, and I knew once a month for four or five days it wasn't going to be that much fun, yeah, I could, I could do it. Or would you be in the situation of saying, you know, that's ridiculous. There's no way I would stay in a relationship where that it happened on a monthly basis for four solid years. What do you think about this? You know, there's, there's many people that stay in relationships for 25, 35, 40, 50, 60 years when there's a challenge with alcohol. And some of them stay that way, and there's a challenge every day of the week. Have you been in this circumstance before? Have you been here where you were dating someone or married someone, or maybe you're still with them right now, and have you figured out a way to make it work? Or for you personally, is this kind of like a deal killer? That if it uh, comes up on a regular basis, once a month is a regular basis for four years, it's a deal killer. And we're just not going to, we're not going to put up with it. You know, that's like just, is that something that you could put up with? Or is that something that you would say, you know, that, that's just not worth it? No one's perfect. So we know that, obviously. There isn't anyone that's going to bring everything to the plate that you need and be just awesome in every area of life. But is alcohol something that you would allow to come into play like that? Um, Max just texted us. And by the way, our text number is 941-266-7676. Max, uh, 941-266-7676. Interesting. Max says, I was that person that this guy is referring to, and my girlfriend kicked me out six months ago. I found a new girlfriend who drinks with me, but I look back with regret. Hmm. So Max's girlfriend kicks him out, but he found a new partner who drinks. And even though he has regret, he hasn't changed. Um, Mary wrote in. Here's another text. Mary just texted us in saying basically the same thing. I am that person with the alcohol problem. My husband divorced me 25 years ago. I've been in and out of relationships since then. It's very hard for the alcoholic to quit drinking. Would you consider someone that drank once a month an alcoholic? Is that something that you would look at and say, absolutely, that person is an alcoholic. They're drinking once a month. They're obnoxious. They're creating all kinds of hell. 1-800-548-8255. Up, I'm new, I don't know what happened. They say I 
You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, giving you thoughts and ideas on how to move your life from where you are right now to where you really want to be. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific on XM Satellite Radio 168 and streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. Proud to be part of the premier radio network. Uh, so I was talking about this email that we got in from one of our listeners whose girlfriend is quote unquote awesome, but once a month she gets drunk, obnoxious, and then they argue for four or five days. So, um, I want to go to some more of these responses. Karen wrote in, uh, saying one time a month equals four days of hell is not an awesome relationship. Leave it now. Very interesting. Larry uh, says that he needs to end the relationship only because of the fact that she refuses help. If not for that, I'd stay. Hang, I'd say hang in there. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Max said that he was that person and lost the relationship. Mary was the alcoholic who lost the relationship, too. And let me tell you the qu- answer to the question. Could someone drink once a month and be considered an alcoholic? And the answer is absolutely 100% correct. Yes. You could drink once a year and be an alcoholic. How is that? Because that person cannot stop after one or two drinks. And it sounds like this guy's girlfriend is falling into that category. So this is what I would highly recommend. Uh, Since the relationship seems good, in his words, awesome, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say it sounds like it's a good relationship, except for the five times, five days a month that, that they get pissed at each other. I would give that person one chance. Um, I would say to them, this is your opportunity. We've been together for four years. Here's your chance. I'd love to stay with you. I'm in love with you. I think that we could have a great future together. Obviously, we've been together for four years, but this alcohol thing is ridiculous. You become obnoxious. We get into fights. We're pissed at each other for four or five days. That's not a healthy relationship, honey. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to ask you to get help. If she refuses to get the help, then I would recommend that you walk. If I'm in that situation and then I see with my partner that we're struggling with alcohol, I would say let's fix it or move on and allow her to find someone where that she can drink whatever she wants to drink. And you, my friend, need to find someone that doesn't give you that type of chaos and drama. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. Another question: Is it possible to be allergic to psyllium fiber, like Metamucil? It worked for a while, but now it does the opposite. Number one: See your doctor whenever you have any kind of bowel issues that it's not working as it has in the past. See your doctor. Just make sure there's nothing serious. And then number two: Yes, we can develop allergies to psyllium. Psyllium is wheat. And if you have a wheat or a gluten allergy, you could really develop a pretty severe reaction to the fiber. You may have been able to get by with it for a while, but if your body's reacting negatively, then I would say it could be an allergic reaction. As long as you don't have an illness, find out from your doctor, as I said before. And then look for alternatives to um, psyllium fiber. Psyllium is wheat fiber. So look for like a flax fiber. If you go to a health food store, there's all kinds of alternatives uh, to to psyllium fiber, flax is one of the best. Uh, oat, if oat, oat bran might be an, uh, something that you can work with too, as long as you don't have an allergy to that as well. 
Um, next just came in. What is the best advice you ever got from a guest regarding becoming financially independent? And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I can tell you who that is. Harv Ecker. He's the author of the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Uh, and this guy is incredible. If you don't know the book, grab it. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And here's, I remember a couple of things he said is that, you know, people that become financially independent, they are willing to do whatever it takes. This is, this is Harv's greatest line. He says it everywhere he is. They are willing to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to become financially independent. Most people will not do that. People that become financially independent have a mindset. They will do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to become financially independent. It's just like some people who are overweight. They get to a point, they go, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to lose this 100 pounds, 110 pounds, 150, 200 pounds. But most people don't have that attitude. It, that's a choice. That attitude is not a genetic gift. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could say that it's something you could take in a pill, but it's a choice. Doing whatever it takes for as long as it takes is an absolute choice, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the other thing he used to talk about, too, was forced savings. And I think this is very relevant. Forced savings, meaning that regardless of what's going on in your world, that you put aside X percent every week. Now, most of us rationalize that we can't with the amount of money we're making. But what Harv said on our show, if you listen to it, and by the way, if you've missed shows, go to iTunes slash David Essel Live. Go to iTunes slash David Essel Live. Listen to the past shows. Comment on them. Rate them. All tens, of course. <laughs> but go ahead and listen to the shows because there's so many great authors that we've had on. And Harv has said that over and over again that we have to force ourselves to save. Even if it's a dollar a day, $20 a week, whatever it is, we have to force ourselves to save. Uh, and then the other thing that he would talk about is he said, you know, when people get serious about long-term weight loss, many times they'll hire a trainer. They'll buy a weight loss program. And I don't mean a pill. I mean, they'll buy an online program that will um, track their exercises and track how long they work out and track. As a matter of fact, after this break, we're going to get Will Wilkerson on, my segment producer, to talk about his success in weight loss because he's used some of these programs that will track how many calories in, how many calories out with exercise, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and Harv Ecker says we need to do the same thing in regards to our finances, either with online programs or hiring a coach to help us, just like you would hire a personal trainer to help you maximize your potential with your body. We go ahead and do the same thing in the world of finances. So for people that are, are really looking for great advice to become financially independent, just really quickly, you have to do what, whatever it takes for as long as it takes. You have to do force uh, savings every week, and you really got to get in touch with some experts to help make sure you're doing it, doing it right. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. This just came in. Now, I lived in Gainesville, Florida, for one year out of my life, and uh, this is from uh, a twenty-one-year-old female college student listening in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, she wrote in about dating and college life. She said, by the way, your last segment about alcohol is dead on. Alcohol is a huge part of dating in the college scene, of course, and many people put up with alcoholics in college in the dating world, and it absolutely sucks, but that wasn't why I wrote. <laughs> okay, here we go. 
My girlfriends find it effortless to date for fun. Multiple guys at the same time. I tried it. It drives me nuts. Hoping not to see the other guy I'm dating when I'm out with the first guy that I'm dating. Is it possible to learn how to be comfortable dating in this way? What a great question. Dating multiple. You know what we have found is that this is really based on personality. Now, it doesn't mean you can't change your personality, but I would say to you, trust what feels right in regards to the world of dating. If you're dating multiple people and you're not committed to it, there's nothing wrong with this type of dating. There's nothing wrong with it at all. But if you're dating two, three, four people and you're not committed, and as long as everyone knows that, you should feel fine doing it. However, if you don't feel fine doing it, then trust your own intuition. Trust that voice that that may not be the point for you, honey. It might work for your girlfriends in Gainesville. Go Gators, right? It might work for your girlfriends in Gainesville, but it won't work for all of them. And so trying to fit yourself into this round hole as a square peg never works. So if it works for for all of our listeners right now, if it works for you to date multiple people at the same time and be honest with everyone, because that's crucial, go for it, right? But if it doesn't, if you've tried it, like the, the listener that just wrote in, if you tried it and you feel uncomfortable and you feel conscious and you're looking around hoping that this other person doesn't come in, throw it out the window. Accept that that's just not who you are. Settle back down to dating one person at a time. If it doesn't work, move on to the next one. But don't try to do something that's making you go crazy. After these messages, we're going to continue with more. And Will Wilkerson, our segment producer, is going to be back on the air with us. He lost, I think it was 50 pounds the last time we checked. We'll find out how he's doing, if he's had any, hit any plateaus, what he's done to overcome plateaus. Plus, if you have a call about any area of your life, one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. Continue to email us at talkdavid.com. Text us 941-266-7676. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, having a good time here across the USA and the world. XM Satellite Radio 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-8255. And information on how to change your life at our site, visit it, talkdavid.com. Let's go to John in Dallas. You're on with David Essel. Hello, David. How are you? Hey, John. Good. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, that was an interesting topic that you uh, brought up the in the last segment, I guess, and, uh, you know, I was that guy, you know, and and as you were talking about it, asking the question, you know, I, I, I thought about a lot of the situations that I was involved in when I drank, you know, I had a lot of friends tell me, man, you're the greatest guy in the world till you get a drink, and then you turn into a monster, man, I can't stand to be around you. Right. And and then, you know, of course, uh, I lost a 20-year marriage uh, 
probably because of the same thing. And, uh, you know, only my true, true friends have stuck by me during this process and everything. And, and you know, I was in somewhat of denial about the situation. I was always, oh, man, you know, you don't want to be around me when I drink. You don't have to be around me when I drink. Whatever, I'm going to drink. But the thing of right. it is, that's not really a pleasant uh, uh, way to handle things. And, and I just, you know, thought I'd call in and talk to you about it since that was a subject matter that, was uh, what, what you guys were talking about. Yeah. Hey, John, you know, it's so true. The, in, in With alcoholics, we become so self-centered that we really don't give a damn about anyone who's going to get in the way of our drinking. Isn't it true? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Highly, highly self-centered people. John, I'm in recovery. I know exactly where you're coming from with it. I can remember hundreds of time times in my life that I've lost relationships, lost friendships because of the insanity. Are you still drinking? Yes. And, you know, that's that's the thing that I'm I'm battling with because, it's, you know, it's not something that I do all the time. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm a, I guess, for lack of a better term, say a situational alcoholic. You know, in other words, I drink when, you know, the holidays are here or, Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just when I'm bored, I'll go drink, and and that's about it. But for the vast majority of the time, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sober because I don't I drive trucks for a living, so I, I can't really just drink any time I want to. So, uh, and, and the problem is with me, David, is I don't go out and have a couple of beers with the fellows or, or whatever, I, it seemed like to me I have to empty the keg or or empty the bottle, right. uh, you know, uh, and then it goes to that point where, you know, things happen and I never remember whatever happened, you know. Yeah. John, wh- John, why why do you think? What do you think the real reason that you called our show today? I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did because you know there's hundreds of thousands of men and women around the country listening right now that are in the same situation you are. They just chose not to call the show. So why do you think you called? To be honest with you, um, the subject matter hit home with me, and the first thing came to my mind was I was married to the same woman for 20 years, and I really loved the lady, and I know that alcohol is what actually caused my divorce with her, mm-hmm. and after hearing you know this, this subject being talked about, I felt compelled to talk and tell my story, and maybe uh, someone... You know, after listening would, you know, kind of uh, relate to what I'm saying and maybe uh, think about what they're doing and maybe they might change or might try to work on it or something. That's the reason why I call. Okay, and I think that's awesome. And are you doing any work on it right now for your own life? No. So Um, maybe, maybe, John, the real reason you called was to hear yourself tell your story and the secondary reason would be maybe it would open up someone else's ears and eyes to change but maybe the real reason was so that you and i could talk about what does john need to do now hmm well to be quite honest with you uh i mean david i've been drinking since i was 13 years old i'm now 48 and mm-hmm. and uh, the thing of it is I just, 
to me, it, it really, and like, again, you might say I'm being selfish or self-centered or whatever, but to me, it seems like I don't drink as much as I used to because of some of the things. Because if, if, I, if I stop and think about it, every time something's bad happened in my life, it was around alcohol. Okay, John, and, I'm going to stop you right there. Let me repeat this. Okay. Every time something bad has happened in my life, it's around alcohol. That is such an odd, now that you're out of denial, right? Oh, yeah, I'm out of denial, of course. Okay, so what 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 is scary about letting alcohol go for good, 100%? What What's frightening about that? Hmm. I never really thought about that. Okay, so... I would ask you to contemplate this because if we know, and my situation is just like yours. As a matter of fact, John, my first drink was at 13. My last one was at 50. Okay. Okay, so you and I are blood brothers, bro. <laughs> you, 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 you and I are alcohol brothers at the very least. But, you know, so so we have to say what what is so scary. Well, for me, when I was faced with that question, it was like alcohol was my buddy to lean on. When I was really excited, when I was really bored, when I was really pissed off, I knew I could escape emotions through the use of alcohol. Hmm. I didn't have to deal with the boredom. I didn't have to deal with the anger, the frustration, the money problems, or whatever it might be, because I could just escape. I could become numb. So my fear was, what? how am I going to face this stuff if I don't have my buddy with me? You know, uh, one of the things that I have been doing is understanding that um, when I feel a need to drink, and it's behind a problem or something. Um, I've been trying real hard not to drink and try to learn how to deal with that problem and learn from dealing with that problem. And then I feel a little bit better than I would if I just went and drank and, and, and forgot about it. And that Absolutely. helped me a lot. That's perfect. That's perfect. So, John, I'm going to leave you with this. I, I want you to really think about what is my fear of being without alcohol. I just want you to think about that. I also want you to think about the statement that, you know, all of the, the craziness in my life was created around alcohol. And then the last thing I'm going to ask you to think about is that, you know, we, we, we've, we've had some pretty crappy things happen, but it can get a lot worse. Okay. It, 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 can get, it can get to the place that I don't wish on you or anyone. It can get to the place of near death. It can get to the place of killing others. It can, it, you, you and I both know that game, right? I mean, yes. the insanity, losing more friendships, more relationships, you know, saying we're never going to drink and drive, and then God forbid someday we do, and then all hell happens. So, John, the reason you called was because you know it's time. And that's why you called a nationally syndicated radio show, because you know it's time. Email me at talkdavid.com. If I can help you at all, send me an email. I'll give you any thoughts that might benefit you, John. But no one would call the show if they didn't know on a subconscious level it was time. Okay. And let me help support you, okay? Okay. That's talkdavid.com? Talkdavid.com. I'll look forward to hearing from you, and let's get on this wagon together, bro. Okay, David. Thanks a lot.
Okay, you're welcome. Thank you, John. And for everyone else that is struggling with alcohol in any way whatsoever, email me. I'd love to help. That This is what we're here for. Go to YouTube. We have all kinds of videos on alcohol that I've done. And uh, let's get free. And we're going to bring Will on next week. I'm so sorry. We're going to get Will Wilkerson back on. We'll get him on next week. Go to our website, talkdavid.com. Check out our new life mastery courses, our master mentor programs. There's all kinds of ways that we can help you rise to the highest level in your life life today. Can't wait for next week. I'm David Essel. Kick butt. Have fun. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.